Hey there guys this is Amish Parmar over here and this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started So finally we are recording Yeah it has been so long yeah after more than a month No I think it is more than 2 months I guess the last time we recorded you were in Nagpur right Okay after 2 months better late than never yes definitely so what do you want to start with so you might be expecting this or uh, i don't know if you were expecting this but i wanted to ask you what mm-hmm. are your views on uh, the present modi government uh, you know scrapping of the article 370 of the indian constitution hmm uh, actually i because i've been very busy with my school these days i haven't had much time to go through any of the news i know that article 370 has been scrapped but i haven't had the space and time to form a opinion about it but uh, my first reaction when i heard about it was that we had made a promise right that you will get special status there was a promise made to the state of kashmir that you will have special status and we just took it away from them without even consulting them and that seemed a little unfair to me because you did not consult them at the end of the day we are a democracy right and decision should be taken with consultation with the people about whom the decision is being taken so my first initial reaction first thought was that it seems a little unfair did you make this opinion by hearing it for the first time because you are anti modi government this is what you thought about <laughs> first of all i am not anti modi government okay and okay. secondly yeah i mean it was as i said this was my first thought when i heard about the news but awarding a special status to a state that is of the state of jammu and kashmir is actually unfair to the rest of the country right so each and every state and union territory should be on equal footing and that's what uh, modi government has done and uh, uh, all of the people in the state of uh, jammu and kashmir which is now two different union territories all of them are very very happy about it and so is the whole nation and in fact uh, this uh, independence day which uh, which gone by just few days ago that was the first independence day we celebrated as a whole nation including jammu and kashmir oh, okay on that note i would say jammu and kashmir is not the only state who has special status there are various states in india who have special status and special privileges within the indian constitution for example nagaland and kashmir was never ours Kashmir was Raja Hari Singh's property when British left and Raja Hari Singh signed the instrument of accession with certain privileges and conditions so in that sense Kashmir by default was not part of India Kashmir had a right to choose where it wants to go and by Kashmir i mean the dictator of Kashmir the king of Kashmir who was Raja Hari Singh so he had the choice to go to Pakistan as well but he at the end of the day due to certain circumstances he signed the instrument of accession with india so in that document there were certain conditions and i think as a nation as a democracy we should abide by our promises yeah that is absolutely right and uh, the way you brought history into picture that is also very correct i read about it as well but it has been like 72 years since uh, india became independent so like right now it is about time that we you know scrape of the special status and as you said uh, we being a democratic country whatever we do is for the people of that uh, country or people of that state in this matter but the people of the this state are you know they are happy with the decision so i don't know what is wrong with that right how do you know that the people of jammu and kashmir are happy with it and firstly it's i think i am very 
आई एम नॉट एट ऑल कम्फर्टेबल टॉकिंग अबाउट दिस टॉपिक ऑन द पॉडकास्ट बिकॉज आई नो फ्यू ऑफ माई फ्रेंड्स हु नो मच मेनी डिटेल्स अबाउट दिस टॉपिक एंड आई फील लाइक आई एम टॉकिंग विदाउट नोइंग द डिटेल्स बट एज फार एज आई नो द प्रोमिस मेड वॉज जम्मू एंड कश्मीर विल गेट स्पेशल स्टेटस एंड द स्पेशल स्टेटस विल बी रिव्यूड आफ्टर टेकिंग अ वोट देर आर दीज वॉर्स विद पाकिस्तान ओवर कश्मीर राइट सो एट द एंड ऑफ द डे इट वॉज डिसाइड दैट विल टेक अ वोट फ्रॉम द सिटीजन्स ऑफ जम्मू एंड कश्मीर and will decide where do the population wants to be hari singh was a hindu king he signed the instrument of accession with india but majority of the population of jammu and kashmir was muslim so it would be natural for them to align with pakistan but pakistan was being stupid and they sent their military inside inside jammu and kashmir and raja hari singh got desperate and he signed the instrument of accession with india now after giving the special status there was call for another vote of residents of jammu and kashmir and after that vote they were going to see what are the people of kashmir wanting do they want to side with pakistan or do they want to side with india but again here what pakistan did was they started infiltrating kashmir with their muslim majority people terrorists started infiltrating the state now problem with that is that increases the proportion of people who would side with pakistan because they have come from pakistan and that is why indian state said that if we take a vote now it would be unfair and it won't show the correct data because many people have infiltrated from pakistan so indian government is saying that we won't have a vote until the vote is fair which means only the original residents of india or rather kashmir will get to vote so that has made things complicated so it's not fair and square like it's not black and white it is a genuinely complicated matter but at the end of the day i think the promises should be kept and if you want to change something for example there are so many things written in our constitution the way you change it is by through discussions bringing bills passing the bill through lok sabha rajya sabha etc etc but in this case the assembly of jammu and kashmir was not taken into consideration at all they just passed the bill at the national level and because there was governor's rule i'm again i'm not really sure about the details so i'm really very uncomfortable about talking about it but it did not go through jammu and kashmir's assembly and directly the government signed the bill and it became a law and jammu and kashmir's special status was taken away even if it it would have gone through the assembly and even if they get 50% of the representatives from jammu and kashmir agree to taking out the special status and there was some discussion over it by kashmiris by residents or representatives of jammu and kashmir i think it would have been more fair okay okay i'm getting it uh, what you're trying to say and you asked me one question that how do i know that people in kashmir are happy about it and the mm-hmm. answer is uh, through media uh, mm-hmm. by newspapers and watching news uh, but uh, you know you can't be really sure about it uh, the media can exactly. be yeah but exactly but sitting here in mumbai we cannot know anything about kashmir and the only source of information about this will will be the media and i'll be trusting the media what what media has to say i'll take it as the truth right so according to that the people in jammu and kashmir are really happy so let's let's do one thing let's end the topic at that and let's talk about something else before ending this topic i would also like to caution you about believing the media you will have to pick and choose your media very carefully you can't pick and choose media which is pro government or rather even which is anti government you will have to look out for media channels newspapers and sources which are neutral and there you will have to work hard if you want real data real news reporting for you as source of inputs yeah so let's end at it do you like starbucks as a matter of fact i have never visited starbucks in my entire life why not 
first of all uh, when i was uh, in college and i wanted to visit starbucks it was too expensive and i did mm. not have the you know finance or capital to go there mm. but and now that i can manage to go there i feel like i don't want to do it i don't know why so i never visited starbucks but i do plan to sometime but not done it yet mm-hmm. so i recently went to a starbucks <laughs> so there was this time in school where not school maybe college uh, when three of us school friends went to a starbucks just for fun we did not have a good reason and as soon as i entered the store and i saw the prices i said i cannot afford anything here but one of my friends was kind enough to say you all can take whatever you all want i'll pay for it so my other friend accepted the offer and he bought a coffee worth 300 bucks but even it was so expensive that i could not even take it from him because i think i i just thought that this is not something i can drink it's just way too above what i can afford so i declined the offer and these two people were drinking the coffee and they were very happy about it and they were saying that this coffee is very good but i don't know for some reason i did not even take one sip even when they were offering and that was like at least 4 5 years ago and f- since that day i have been wanting to drink a starbucks coffee <laughs> so i went to my organization's office and on the ground floor of that office they have a starbucks i said this is the day <laughs> i have in any way started making money now so i can afford to splurge here and there so i decided to go and buy a coffee it was a coffee worth 350 and my god that was the best coffee i've ever had in my life it was some cold coffee with chocolate etc etc like they have they have so many i have no clue i mean i there's no there's no way i'm going to remember the name of the coffee but it was some type of cold coffee and it was the best i've had ever and was it over 350 definitely not it was too expensive will i go again to starbucks to spend on a coffee worth 350 and the answer is no but i'm really happy that i spent that 350 bucks on that coffee and i really like the entire experience and you must have heard this about starbucks that starbucks is less about coffee and it's more about the space we sat there like we were a few friends meeting after a long time from work and we spent around at least 3 hours there and you don't feel like anyone's watching you you don't feel that pressure of getting up because you're done when you just sit there chill work talk and that experience also was again 5 1 5 i've never felt more comfortable in a cafe ever and maybe that is also coming from the fact that i had just spent 350 bucks on a coffee in that same cafe so maybe that is giving me some comfort but starbucks in general i think you can just go there and sit also even if you don't order anything no one is going to tell you to get up or order something even when you go to ccd and you just sit there someone is going to come and give you the pamphlet they are not going to be direct that order something they'll ask would you like to order something or they'll just give you the pamphlet so you have that external pressure of okay i've come here let me order something in starbucks zero pressure and 100% comfortness So yeah my Starbucks experience so far has been great and I've heard someone saying that Starbucks is not very expensive no one goes there to drink a cup of coffee for 350 in 350 rupees what they are gaining is around 2 3 hours of work time which is comfortable and without pressure and I think that's largely true and it is not just about work i had my friends in college who used to like go there and study and like they will be like 3 4 of them they'll order one coffee 
they'll you know uh, contribute hundred bucks for it, and then they'll sit there for like three four hours and study in a very good environment. So that's that's what actually they are selling: good environment to have your work or do your work or have a meeting or so, of some sort. And it also looks very uh, you know sophisticated compared to as you said CCD or some other cafe. So it is more about the workspace or the space that they offer rather than the coffee or the food. But anyway, the food and the coffee are very good, and I haven't met a single person in my life who has said that okay, I ordered this uh, stuff at Starbucks, and it was not at all worth it, or it was very bad or something. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you compare it with CCD, CCD also is very expensive. If you you know uh, look uh, look into the look into the what do you call menu. the the value? Huh, the, not the menu, but if you look into the value for money of the products that they are selling. Like they are mm-hmm. selling a samosa for like seventy bucks, one single piece, and the same thing you'll get ten bucks outside. They are charging too, way too much, and the problem with that is the samosa is not that good. It it is just the same as you get outside. But if you go to a Starbucks and you order a samosa, if they have it in the menu, or if you order anything, it will be very good and one of the best. Samosas are best items you will ever had uh, in your life. So they do have this uh, quality, and obviously they give you the workspace. So it is, uh, you know, a thumbs up uh, overall if you have a little bit money to spend on it. And about cafe coffee day, I've tried at least three to four different coffees at CCD. None of them were very good. They were okayish. And if you are selling coffee which is expensive and The name of your cafe is Cafe Coffee Day, and you're selling okayish coffee. I think that's just not done. So at least coffee you'll have to be good at, right? And also about working at Starbucks, I don't think it's the best place to work because it also depends on the timings. If you go in the evening and if you go to a Starbucks which is usually filled with people, I don't think it's a very good place to work. So the one which I went a few years back, it was in Pawai and it was jam packed and it was very loud. So I don't think I could have worked or even have a good decent meeting there. But the one I visited recently, there were very few people there and it was a relatively small Starbucks. So that is why I think it worked as a workspace or as a meeting place. So the timings and the location also matters with respect to Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But sometimes I feel it is kind of unfair to people Uh, like if they if they really want to visit a Starbucks and have something, uh, but they go there and it is filled with people with empty tables. So you kind of feel like uh, why are they just sitting there? I really want to go and have eat something rather than they just sitting there and uh, passing their time. So sometimes I feel that it is uh, unfair to people who want to do it, uh, who want to uh, consume something over there uh, because uh, you don't have any uh, vacant tables for them to sit and have it. but there's no restriction to consume anything right you can just take the plate in your hand and start eating and i think it's okay for example in a restaurant say some people are eating their food and all tables in the restaurant are filled there is a waiting line outside right waiting line outside so it is very similar to that and is the forte of this cafe to let people spend how much ever time they want in the cafe right so in a restaurant the forte is the food once you're done with food you go but in starbucks their forte is providing that space once you are satisfied with the space you leave so i think it's very similar in fact in starbucks it is even better because you can at least go and have the food without sitting at a table or without getting a table yeah that is true but like if you're considering coffee you can just order a coffee and have it on the go but if you're talking mm. about food i think it will be very uh, what do you call it it will be very uncomfortable to just like stand at a corner and eat your food no don't stand at the corner i would say 
eat somewhere okay, else so, so, not so, in the so restaurant get out of the restaurant and have it somewhere else okay take it for a take yes. away and do it ah okay ha ha lovely that is lovely yeah so now that we are on the topic of restaurants and cafes anyway my next question is do you think restaurant booking should be done on call or should be allowed on call i don't see anything wrong with that at all like if you are a big group of people and you want to ensure that you go out there and you you get a table to sit then it is very understandable that you call them up and book your tables and uh, you won't believe me there are some restaurants in mumbai which do not take in customers uh, just like that like you need to book a table and then only you can go you like you just can't go any time and expect to have a table you can wait for like 2 3 hours if you want to right and then you can get right. a table but generally they do not accept customers without booking so i am of the opposite opinion here i don't think booking should be done on a call if you want to book something you have to like work hard for it get to the restaurant wait for some time and whoever gets to the restaurant first gets the table first i think that is more fair now in the case of large groups i can understand if there are like 20 people you need to inform the restaurant first because 20 people is a big group so i think it is more of a informing the restaurant call and less of a booking a table call now for example if you and i want to go to say the new bhagat tarachan which has opened in ghatkopar do you think it would be fair if we call there that we are two people and we want to book a table they write our name and we show up there after one hour and there are people who have come there and have waited for one hour 1.5 hours 2 hours there and they are not getting a table and we are getting before them because we have called earlier see uh, let me let me get a few things straight see there are two reasons with which you might book a table right there might be two reasons for this one of them would be because you are a large group and you do not want to wait for long when you go and you expect your table to be vacant and that is why like you said for 20 people 20 people is a large group and to expect the restaurant to be vacant for 20 people is not fair or not probable right so that is why you call them and you inform them okay that will be 20 of us will be ar- arriving at so and so time and so the, the restaurant will be uh, booking a table for you right but sometimes that i understand no it sometimes it is not about the uh, group or it is not about the large number of people but it is about how popular the restaurant is so even if you are two of you guys the probability of you getting a sing or a vacant table is very less just because the restaurant is too popular so that is why you need to book a table uh, because of the popularity of the restaurant and anyway you said that even if 20 of you guys are going and you said it is just about informing the restaurant so restaurant is anyway going to prepare food so if there are 20 people more or 20 people less that doesn't matter for the restaurant so it is more about keeping 20 uh, seats or tables which occupy 20 people vacant together at that time because you might get uh, you know tables which are vacant and for 20 people but they might be different places of the restaurant so you won't be able to enjoy it right? so that is why you call them and inform them that you should book a table for such and such group yeah so large group i understand large group is somewhat understandable but what about small groups of people twos and threes do you think they should also be allowed to book their table on a call and the my, my frustration is coming from a place where i am going to a restaurant and i am waiting for 30 minutes 40 minutes and someone has just arrived from an auto from a car 
and they are just going inside the restaurant because they had called so i think that is unfair to me because i had to physically wait there you either have everyone wait here even if you have a group of 20 people you send one person two people ahead of time and tell them we are 20 people we want a table in the next hour or next two hours or you keep all the bookings only on call so it's not unfair to anyone okay i okay, think I keeping it on call as well as first come first service both together it it becomes messy and it becomes unfair on some people yeah it is unfair uh, no doubt about it but uh, i think like you personally experienced this while you went to bhagat tarachand is that so <laughs> no actually bhagat tarachand does not take bookings on call oh. so that is where this thought came into my mind whether it should be allowed in the first place or not okay 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 uh, so yeah you the like what you are telling now is making sense that either you keep it first come first serve or you keep it on call but see when a restaurant starts taking booking uh, on call it shows how much the restaurant has progressed in itself right hmm. if you don't expect little restaurants or little cafes to get calls from people uh, uh, for booking their booking their tables right so if a restaurant is doing that it means that the restaurant has gained that much popularity that people want to come there and visit them and they want to ensure that they would get seated and they would get vacant tables and that is why they are calling and informing the restaurant to you know keep, keep uh, tables vacant a restaurant cannot judge itself that okay i am popular enough now so i'll take uh, only on bookings or uh, okay i, I won't uh, take bookings on call you have to come here if you want to eat here you have to come and wait like everyone else i think in an ideal world it would be best to take bookings only on call and not let any person wait in that way we save everyone's time but this is not a perfect world the problem with bookings on phone is i will say i am coming at 8 but most probably i know and the hotel also knows that i am not coming at 8 i'll come at 8:15 i'll come at 8:30 some might arrive early so this creates a problem this is the first thing second thing you don't know when which table is going to get filled some people might take 20 minutes to vacate their seats and some people might take 2 hours to vacate their seats so it is very difficult to predict when the tables are going to get free and when the people are going to actually arrive so in that case to re- reduce this inefficiency and this improbability i would say restaurant should always let people in on first come first service even when there are there is a large group i think it is possible for the large group to send one or two people ahead just to book and wait in the line for the entire group yeah that is possible that is absolutely possible but then you, if there is a large group you you cannot assure that you would get uh, all the ta- all the tables at the same place of the restaurant right no they will not because some person who have come ahead they are waiting in the line for 20 seat table so when that person registers with the counter that i need 20 seats wala table now the hotel starts arranging things such that one part of the hotel is kept vacant for them Yeah, <laughs> from where the hell do you get such questions which make me scratch my brains like so trivial questions, but it 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 does not have a perfect answer to it. It gets better with more experience podcasting. Ah, I see, I see. <laughs> 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 the first time you pitched this question to me, like ten fifteen minutes back, I was like. Oh, this is the stupidest question like why would anyone ask this question this this question has no meaning at all but now that you have created a scenario and given given me the pros and cons i i i'm like starting to get the picture that okay 
it should be binary either you take it all on call or you make it make everyone wait like first come first serve basis why do you think i started making podcasts in the first place <laughs> <laughs> so that i could make others scratch their brains so there were a few personal things i would like to ask you i don't know how comfortable you are with answering them but i'll go anyway if you're not uncomfortable just delete it from the while editing sure sure first of all let's talk about your chatting manners or rather chatting etiquettes okay so why don't you use words like bye or be right back or just an acknowledgement noted thumbs up etc like it's been long since we have been chatting on phone for various reasons and i've always found your communication skills to be very bad with respect to chatting and it all begins with bad spellings and typing errors like you just assume that people are going to understand what i wanted to type even when there are errors that is the first thing and second thing is basic etiquettes of saying bye or when you're going to take long time to reply saying be right back or if you have read something just acknowledging that i've read this or i've noted this down or giving a thumbs up okay okay so i think you are taking chatting to a professional level that's what i feel but we are professionals now now that we are recording a podcast this relationship has has some professional element yeah, to it yeah it does have a professional element to it definitely but that doesn't mean that the friendly element has gone away right so that's what i'm saying when you're talking about work i have noticed all this oh when we are managing our recording schedules that is when i've noted all this down i do give you that yo wala emoji in which that means yes you give a thumbs up i give that yo emoji yeah so that is acknowledgement i am okay with that no complaints at all with respect to that but my point is many times you forget or miss that acknowledgement also i like you reply very late and if you are replying very late i think it's polite to say be right back or i have some work can't talk now see if you're talking about on whatsapp whatsapp to me is yeah whatsapp whatsapp to me is completely friendly unprofessional you can these factors don't come into my mind at all if you are talking on text if you send me a text message i'll reply to you as soon as possible and send you an okay or i'll send you all right or something like that but when it comes to whatsapp uh, the thing is on whatsapp i'm i'm a member of lots of groups so there are lots of mm-hmm. messages that come into that like keep on coming and that's why it becomes very annoying uh, you know there are lots of chat windows that are open and i want so there are lots of messages and so i, I keep uh, forgetting giving an acknowledgement or something if that, like that is what might be going on my mind subconsciously hmm. I, i i don't consciously read your messages and forget to acknowledge them or uh, f- uh, forget to tell you that okay i'll be replying sometime late so hmm. that is why and uh, talking about that spelling errors or some mistakes in my sentences so so when mm. you are having a friendly talk you are typing very fast or i am typing very fast like whenever you are chatting you do you always make sure that you end your sentence with a full stop right do you i don't think so and if you are mm. if you do then hats off to you man but <laughs> so like there are some so there are some spelling errors which are very obvious so i expect no that. that's what i'm saying right they are obvious to you they are not obvious <laughs> at all to us okay. and this is not from personal experience okay. <laughs> even when you're talking in a group like someone asks what is he trying to say and i acknowledge even i don't understand what he's trying to say so i'm not alone here okay it is okay. obvious to you because you are the one typing it is not obvious to others 
Okay, so and especially this happens when uh, we are talking on a group because lots of messages are flooding in, and you need to put your opinion fast, and so that your message is there in the chat window or it gets scrolled up. That is the pressure of replying fast, so that your message is heard by everyone. But I I get your point that if you are typing so fast and you are making so many errors and others don't understand you at all, then there is no point in you know putting your message over there. and also about the thing you were saying earlier that for you whatsapp is a very friendly platform and you claim that you are very responsive and bit formal when you're talking on text message which is basically sms is that correct? yes 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 so it's interesting and even i think there should be this distinction by default that one platform is just for fun and non serious things and the other platform is just for work or serious or formal conversations even i would love that and i think we could go ahead with this whenever you want to talk something about work we can always talk on sms and whenever you want to just say things which are not really important or there's no obligation as such we can talk about those on whatsapp but sadly that is not how the world is working these days maybe a government organization or a private organization everyone is using whatsapp to communicate messages these days so i have at least 5 6 active groups related to my organization and another two groups related to my government side of my organization so basically my school where the headmistress etc also are part of that group and that is where the messages are being shared and there you have to be formal because now when you are in the workforce you are expected of certain basic etiquettes so chatting etiquettes is one new etiquette which has been added which needs to be followed if you are an employee of any company tell you what the issue over here is i gave it a thought and the issue over here is see you are the only person or you are my only friend with whom our relationship is friendly as well as a bit of professional due to this podcasting rest every one of them is either friendly or either professional so if it is it falls in the friendly category it is like i can do whatever i want or i i reply late or something like that i replied two days later doesn't matter and if it falls into the professional category like my food uh, uh, food uh, prs or food companies with whom i am in mm. contact so that falls in the professional category and so over there i need to reply on time reply properly i uh, check that i am not making any spelling errors the grammar is correct and all hmm. so that is the issue that we both talking has a professional and a friendly side to it and we like or both of us or maybe only from my side are kind of getting it messed up and uh, what hmm. what also i would like to say is the mode of contact you use to contact a person it depends on the degree of importance like if it is very casual you message them on facebook or you message them on instagram if it is a little bit more important you message them on whatsapp if it is all the more important you send them a text message and if it is very important and very urgent then you give them hmm. a call right so hmm. that is why i choose messages uh, uh, like text messages sms over whatsapp uh, because hmm. there you extra reply as soon as the person sees the message and on hmm. whatsapp that is not the case right that's why Okay, so all further communications with Amish on SMS. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> cool. So next personal question: Why does your mom still confiscate your phone? <laughs> so I think you should give a little bit of background to this question so that all our listeners understand what it means exactly. I don't think this question needs any background. So there is this one time when I get a SMS from Amish. saying that my phone has been confiscated i won't be able to communicate for the next two days like 
what is your age are you 14 are you 15 that your mom is still confiscating your mobile <laughs> okay so if you talk about that what that what happened is actually i had made a bet with my mother about something and the bet uh, was like if i win i get 500 bucks and if she wins she gets to keep my phone for 5 days because she oh she wouldn't God. be needing 500 bucks from me which i get from her her herself so there's no point in that and she would be very happy if i don't use my phone for 5 hmm. days so that according to that bet she took it away from me and uh, bets are something i like to you know uh, be truthful for if it was something else i would have said no i won't give you my phone but it was a bet so i had to give her my phone and i gave it happily no, no issues another thing mm. another confiscation issue comes is at uh, 10 pm at night 10 pm so at 10 pm she takes my and my sister's phone and keeps it in their bedroom like 10 pm you have to get off your phone and you have to sleep she doesn't even why is that she doesn't even allow uh, us to study like my sister doesn't study but if i want to study she <laughs> doesn't allow like she says do one thing you sleep and get up early in the morning and then you study like she recommends hmm. that but obviously she can't make me go to sleep and not study but she can take my phone away right so that's what hmm. she she does and so once my phone is away there's no point in staying awake and then i go to sleep and then I wake up next morning so that is kind of a rule that we follow and uh, somewhere or the other i'm kind of grateful for that because because of that i have a very good habit of getting in bed early and getting up early in the morning and getting things done so by the time my friends wake up or by the time everyone wakes up at 9:30 10 i am done with a good amount of studying or good amount of work or whatever i want to do so that's a good thing and a good uh, way to start your day interesting interesting but what is your rationale behind your mom confiscating your mobiles or making you sleep or go to bed early what is her rationale behind it what are her reasons her reason is very simple her reason only reason is see she is a working woman so she leaves the house at 7 in the morning comes back at 5 so most of the time of the day she is not at home right and the time of the day she is at home which is in the evening till night most of the time she will find me and my sister on my phone so she is like uh-huh. see i am here and still you are on the phone when no one is there at home to tell you to not be on the phone all the time which is throughout the day you would still be on the phone so i don't want mm. you to be on the phone uh, any longer and so give it to me something like that interesting the scenario in my house is completely opposite <laughs> whenever i go to talk to my mom she's always in her phone or working <laughs> or watching the tv or doing all three at once and when i'm talking to her she'll she won't even look at me i'll have to repeat it twice or thrice and then i'll get one ha or no or ha theek hai baad mein bolenge etc and i have to tell her like mom i'm here like look into my while i talk this is not good etc <laughs> so completely opposite on my side and when i'm really into my work like there are times when you're working and you're really into the work you have generated a flow of work at that time she'll come and sit in my room and she'll start speaking you are not speaking to me you don't talk to me <laughs> yes, it's like yes, when yes. i come to you for basic things you don't look at me and you expect me to stop my work stop the video i'm watching stop the movie i'm watching and to pause it and talk to her and then go back to my work or the video or the movie <laughs> yeah i can understand now now you need to confiscate her phone i guess uh, moms are complicated <laughs> absolutely we are, we were just talking about our moms people please don't send angry reacts i wanted to ask you something now like you said something and that question popped up into my head 
again it's a mm. little bit personal question if you don't want to answer it you can definitely not answer it so what i wanted mm. to ask you is uh, you have been very busy with your fellowship right like mm. before that you had your training which was very extensive and very rigorous after that you have your school you need to prepare yourself for the school so it is not like you go there at 7 come back at 1 and you, then you have the whole day for yourself it is not like that like we used to think it has to be it occupies a lot of your mind and uh, it is also you know difficult on the body all the traveling and stuff what i wanted to say is what do you do for entertainment purposes like we used to watch a lot of movies we used to talk about it we used to recommend podcast to each other we used to watch anime and discuss about it but uh, all of that has taken a side back from your side so like what do you do exactly then to entertain yourself so simple answer is it hasn't taken a back seat all of them is mostly going on one major thing which i have stopped almost entirely is movies because in movies you have to give at least 1.5 hours to 2 hours at a time to like fully enjoy the movie right so movies has taken a back seat but podcast you cannot just cannot take it out from me because it is my sleeping ritual whenever i go to sleep i switch on some podcast or some audiobook also one thing which i find very helpful is walking in general so whenever i go for leisure walking i am usually listening to an audiobook so audiobooks are still going on podcast has still going on anime is also still going on i have recently don't, started don't watching don't lie don't lie <laughs> I've recently started watching One Piece. Don't, recently, don't, as in don't, like, don't do that. Don't give me hopes. <laughs> three four, three four months back, I started One Piece. Don't lie to me, dude. We like we talked a month back. We talked in person. We met below your building and we talked about it. And you said that you're not watching One Piece or you're not watching anything. No, no. So I, I might have said I'm not watching anything. but that maybe just because i was in a hurry or i this did not cross my mind because i am not seeing one episode every day i am yeah, seeing okay. it in chunks so back when i had 2 3 days completely to myself nothing to do i saw like 50 60 episodes in 2 3 days and then there's a weeks gap two weeks gap then i'm again watching one or two videos and in between one piece gets boring in those boring parts it goes very slow when it's interesting four or five episodes a day and also because if i want to say work for 3 hours straight i won't work for 3 hours straight i will take breaks in between na so good way to take breaks is usually either youtube videos or anime small 20 episode anime episodes so i need something to go to always so when i want a break I don't really want to go and think what should I do. So that's why I like having one anime or one series at the background. But I can always without thinking if I need a break, I can go to that series or that anime. Or else what happens is I'll go on YouTube, I'll search for videos, I'll find today I don't find any good videos and that's a little frustrating and 10 minutes of my break going to finding good videos. So that is why I've started watching animes and series. while not having a vacation or else i was i used to always start a new series or a new uh, anime only when i was having a vacation but then the only problem is if it is really interesting and you can't stop yourself then your work might get hindered yes. but now my responsibilities are so high that i just cannot afford <laughs> okay to keep binge watch anything yes i am really happy to know that i was under the impression that you have totally Uh, you know given upon uh, movies and anime and stuff so i'm really happy to know that but one thing i would like uh, our listeners to know if that's okay with you hmm. when do you like you said it's a sleep ritual right 
so can you briefly right. tell our listeners what ex- exactly it is so whenever i go to my bed i just switch on a podcast or an audio book so recently i mean these days i'm uh, listening to an audio book and when it's not an audio book it's a podcast so whenever anyone goes to bed there is always at some part of their mind there's a fear that they won't fall asleep quickly and they will just while away their time laying on the bed and not really sleeping and that is an uncomfortable experience right when you are laying on the bed all the lights are off and you're just alone with your mind and your body or mind is not even being rested so to tackle that what i have done is i start the podcast and if i'm not sleeping i'm anyway entertained or i'm gaining knowledge or i'm engaging mentally and if i do feel sleepy i'll just pause it and go to sleep so basically i'm sleeping in an instant every day because i'm listening to a podcast but then you are not totally enjoying the podcast that's what i feel so if if the podcast episode is really well it will just throw off my sleepiness it will stimulate my brain and my sleepiness will go away and in that case i will really enjoy the podcast but if the podcast episode is not that great even if it's just some background white noise it will help induce sleepiness because it's it will get boring very quickly okay okay so there is this podcast that i came across and we did talk about it its name is serial and it's a mm. very good podcast like it's uh, it's an amazing podcast it has like three seasons if i'm not mistaken and i am on the first season and i recommend you and all our listeners to check it out it's a wonderful podcast it's a crime investigative story and it's really interesting and i haven't completed the first season yet i am like somewhere in midway but it, it it makes you really think that whatever is happening is it even possible or it's like a very good crime thriller movie scene but it actually or, or not movie scene a very good crime thriller movie but it actually happened in real life so it's it's very interesting mm. so if you get time uh, do uh, listen to it but the issue is you need to pay attention and uh, stuff like that if you really want to enjoy and you need to keep recalling what might have happened and stuff such instances have happened i remember the books as well the book called the martian yes and also the book about the shiva trilogy by amish so these two books i remember i started the audiobook and i switched off all the lights and i was laying on my bed and i was sleepy i remember i was sleepy but the story was so important engaging and entertaining that i have been listening to the book for till 4 in the morning till 5 in the morning so these instances do happen but but these are not good for your health right for now not good <laughs> like when i was in college i would just bang the college right yeah, but now i can't do that's that true, that's true okay okay nice cool 